Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita and in this episode we will be studying the true understanding of Vedanta Sutra, part 2. We will be reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adalila, chapter 7, text 111 onwards. Just a second. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Hakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapada Kamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Alright so we will proceed to the verse Adilila 7.111 So as you can remember in the previous episode we have studied the identity and mission of um, Shankaracharya so having known that well so we should know that his purpose is to distort the meaning of the Vedas and it was only a timely necessary it was not an eternal religious principle so he is not the so-called father of Hinduism as many so-called Hindus believe. So 7.111 Brahma Shabde Mukhya Arthe Kohe Bhagavan Chidaishwarya Paripurna Anurdhva Saman According to direct understanding, the absolute truth is the Supreme Personality of Godhead who has all spiritual opulences. No one can be equal to or greater than him. Purport. This statement by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.11 Vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajnana madvayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth Call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. 
you see if you read the bengali word to word you can understand that because the mayavadis like to use the word brahma so here he is saying chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying brahma shabde mukhya arthe kahe bhagwan the direct meaning of the word brahma absolute truth is actually bhagwan so that's why prabhupad quoted this verse so tatvam the absolute truth means although there are brahmeti parama brahma paramatma and bhagwan the 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 direct and the most exalted meaning of the brahma is actually bhagwan the absolute truth is ultimately understood as bhagwan partially known as understood as paramatma and vaguely understood as the impersonal brahman bhagwan or the supreme personality of godhead is opulent in all excellence no one can be equal to or greater than him this is also confirmed in the bhagavad gita 7.7 where the lord says mattah parataram nanyat kinchid asti dhananjaya o conqueror of wealth arjuna there is no truth superior to me there are many other verses which prove that the absolute truth is the in the ultimate sense is understood to be the supreme personality of godhead krishna so that's quite straightforward tahara vibhuti deha sabachidakar चिद्विभूति आच्छादी तारे कोहे निराकार एवरीथिंग अबाउट द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड इज स्पिरिचुअल इंक्लूडिंग हिज बॉडी ऑपुलेंस एंड पैराफर्नेलिया मायावाद फिलॉसफी हाउएवर कवरिंग हिज स्पिरिचुअल ऑपुलेंस एडवोकेट्स द थ्योरी ऑफ इंपर्सनलिज्म परपोट इट इज स्टेटेड इन द ब्रह्म संहिता ईश्वर परम कृष्ण सच्चिदानंद विग्रह The supreme personality of Godhead Krishna has a spiritual body which is full of knowledge eternity and bliss. In this material world everyone's body is just the opposite temporary full of ignorance and full of misery. In other words asat achit and nirananda. Therefore when the supreme personality of Godhead is sometimes described as nirakar this is to indicate that he does not have a material body like us. or in other words a body like his cannot be found in this material world so there is no body in this material world like him so therefore since you cannot find anything in the material world that can equate his body so that's why it's niraka mayavadi philosophers do not know how it is that supreme personality of god is formless the supreme lord does not have a form like ours but has a spiritual form not knowing this mayavadi philosophers simply advocate the one sided view that the supreme godhead or brahman is formless nirakar in this connection shila bhakti vinod thakur offers many quotes from the vedic literature if one accepts the real or direct meaning of these vedic statements one can understand that the supreme personality of godhead has a spiritual body sachidananda vigraha in the brihadaranyaka upanishad 5.1.1 It is said, This indicates that the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is spiritual. For even though he expands in many ways, he remains the same. In the Bhagavad Gita 10.8, the Lord says, Aham sarvasya prabhavo mattah sarvam pravartate I am the origin of all. Everything emanates from me. Mayavadi philosophers materialistically think that if the supreme truth expands himself in everything he must lose his original form 
Thus they think that there cannot be any form other than the expansive gigantic body of the Lord. So Purnamadaha, Purnamidam, Purnat, Purnamudachyate, Purnasya, Purnamadaya, Purnamevavashishyate. So that is the Lord. So even though he has expanded himself into innumerable energies and you know personalities, but still he remains the same person. It's not that something has come out, just like even materially, the father produces, I mean father and mother produce a child and then the child is an individual and then the father and mother continue to exist. It's not that they became divided into, you know, it's not like, you know, two people came together and then uh, they transformed into three or four small children. No. <laughs> I think there was, um, when I was, uh, before coming to Krishna consciousness, there was a movie where uh, there was this uh, comedy comedian. Then he said, uh, he plays with the knife, you know. And uh, he, he turns the knife and all this. And then uh, one of his uh, dialogue was, Che foot ka admi ko, do foot ka teen bana dunga. That means I will make a six foot man into uh, three two feet men. Three foot, I mean three men with uh, of height two feet each. So that, that is not how it, that, that is not how it happens, right? So, I mean, it is um, byproduct, not transform, transformation. So, if that is possible, even in a material sense, every every species, they like pig also produces you know half a dozen children every six months. But it's not that the pig has become the six children and then now it is no more pig, all piglets. No. So, <laughs> similarly, I mean, this is basic common sense. So, if even it is possible for us, then why it is not possible for the Lord? Thus they think that there cannot be any form other than the expansive gigantic body of the Lord. So there is gigantic body, but there is Krishna also in his complete fullness. But the Brihadaranika Upanishad confirms Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate. Although he expands in many ways, he keeps his original personality. His original spiritual body remains as it is. Similarly, elsewhere it is stated, Vichitra Shakti Purusha Purana. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original person Purusha, has multifarious energies. And the Shvetashvatara Upanishad declares, Savriksha Kala Kritibhihi Paronyo Yasmat Prapanchaha Parivartateyam Dharmavaham Papanudam Bhagesham. He is the origin of material creation. And it is due to him only that everything changes. He is the protector of religion and annihilator of all sinful activities. He is the master of all opulences. Shvetashvatar Upanishad 6.6 6 .6. 6 .7 and 6.8 is the Tam Paramam Maheshwaram That, you know, Natasya karyam karanam cha vidyate, natat samascha bhyatikas cha drishyate. I think uh, three. 
yeah see six seven and eight so this verse just now we saw that that is like one verse before this so here also it is a tamishwaranam paramam maheshwaram tam devatanam paramam chadaivatam patim patinam paramam parasyad vidamadevam bhuvanesham idyam natasya karyam karanam cha vidyate natat samascha bhedikascha drishyate parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate swabhaviki jnana balakriya cha so anyway that's in the purport of 3.22 bhagavad gita वेदाहमेतं पुरुषं महान्तं आदित्यवर्णं तमसः परस्तात् ओ दिस इज 3.8 ऑफ श्वेताश्वर उपनिषद उपनिषद एक्चुअली दिस इज आल्सो इन द पुरुष सूक्त मे बी पुरुष सूक्त इज फ्रॉम श्वेताश्वर उपनिषद ऋग्वेद इट इज फ्रॉम ऋग्वेद आई नो बट श्वेताश्वर उपनिषद आई डोंट नो वेदाहमेतं पुरुषं महान्तं आदित्यवर्णं तमसः परस्तात् नो दिस इज नॉट एक्चुअली पुरुष सूक्त but very similar now i understand the supreme personality of godhead to be the greatest of the great he is effulgent like the sun and is beyond this material world patim patinam paramam parastad he is the master of all masters the superior of all superiors i have just shown you that verse in the 3.22 mahan prabhurvai purushah He is the supreme master and supreme person. Swetashvatar Upanishad 3.12. Parasa Shaktir Vividhaiva Shruyate. We can understand his opulences in different ways. Swetashvatar Upanishad 6.8. This is also this also I just showed you. Similarly, in the Rig Veda, it is stated Tadvishno Paramam Padam Sada Pashanti Surayaha. Vishnu is the supreme, and those who think, sorry, those who are actually learned think only of his lotus feet. In the Prashna Upanishad 6.3, it is stated Saiksham Chakre. He glanced over the material creation. In the Aitre Upanishad 1.1.1 and 2, it is said, Sa Aikshata, he glanced over the material creation, and Sa Imal Lokan Asrichata, hmm. he created this entire material world. Oh, sorry, this is Aitre Upanishad. Prabhupada always used to quote this like, Sa Aikshata, Sa Asrichata. So, it's Sa Aikshata in the first verse. and second verse there is sa imal lokan asrijata imal lokan means all these worlds he created he created this entire material world thus many verses can be quoted from the upanishads and vedas which prove that the supreme god is not impersonal in the katha upanishad 2.2.3.13 it is also said nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam eko bahunam yo vidhathati kaman he is the supreme eternally conscious person who maintains all other living entities from all these vedic references one can understand that the absolute truth is a person and that no one can equal or excel him although there are many foolish mayavadi philosophers who think that they are even greater than krishna krishna is asamurdha no one is equal to or above him As stated in the Swetashvatar Upanishad 3.19, Apani pado javano grahita. This verse describes the absolute truth as having no legs or hands. Although this is an impersonal description, it does not mean that the absolute personality of Godhead has no form. He has a spiritual form that is distinct from the forms of matter. In this verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu clarifies this distinction. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu basically said, he is. Um, 
everything about the supreme personality of god he is spiritual including his body opulence and paraphernalia abhinnatvan namanamino mayavad philosophy however covering his spiritual opulence advocates the theory of impersonalism chidananda teho tar sthan parivar tare kahe prakruta satvera vikar Translation the supreme personality of godhead is full of spiritual potencies therefore his body name fame and entourage are all spiritual the mayavadi philosopher due to ignorance says that these are all merely transformations of the material mode of goodness so mayavadi says vishnu is in the mode of goodness when he comes to this material world he accepts a body made of this material nature in the mode of goodness actually vishnu is in charge of the mode of goodness but he is not he is not uh, just um, in the material mode of goodness and just like lord shiva he is in charge of the mode of ignorance but he is not in mode of ignorance hmm. brahma also is in charge of the mode of passion but he is not in the mode of passion although he technically exhibits the passionate creative uh, function um but he as we understand we are actually coming from his sampradaya and that's why he is actually in the shuddha sattva how he can see the whole today morning in the shrimad bhagavatam class sundagopal prabhu showing in the um bhagavatam that he saw the entire spiritual world the lord made him see how he could see clearly what was going on in the spiritual world so sitting on the lotus world of the lotus of this universe so a person in the mode of passion can never see that such things so he is and he is a sampradaya acharya of the whole sampradaya so uh, he is not in the mode of passion but he had to do that function of creative function and creativity is actually from the mode of passion <clears throat> in the 7th chapter of bhagavad gita the supreme personality of godhead is classified his energies in two distinct divisions namely prakrita and aprakrita or para prakriti and apara prakriti in the vishnu puran the same distinction is made the mayavadi philosophers cannot understand these two prakritis or natures material and spiritual but one who is actually intelligent can understand them you know the vishnu puran verse you know that verse vishnu shakti hi para prokta क्षेत्रज्ञाख्या तथा परा अविद्या कर्म संज्ञान्या तृतीया शक्तिरिष्यते आई थिंक 6.5.61 ऑफ विष्णु पुराण सो सो देयर आल्सो द डिस्टिंक्शंस आर मेड बट दे आर नॉट डेफिनेटली दे दे सीम टू हैव स्टडीड वेदांत वेदांत यू नो वेदांत वाक्येषु सदारमंत बट दे डोंट कंसीडर ऑल द स्टेटमेंट्स See? they only read the vedanta but they don't read the puranas in fact in that video of uh, nimanitai prabhu where he rebuttal of uh, zakir naik so there in he quotes a verse which says that actually the puranas are more important than even the vedas because they give the demonstration of the vedic statements and they give more weight in fact they describe the supreme lord even more directly than the vedas hmm. and they describe the past times of the lord 
so anyway the mayavadi philosophy philosophers cannot understand these two prakritis considering the many varieties and activities in the material world why should the mayavadi philosophers deny the spiritual varieties of the spiritual world the bhagavatam 10.2.32 says ये नैरविंदाक्ष विमुक्तमानिनस्तवयस्तभावाद विशुद्ध बुद्धयः द इंटेलिजेंस ऑफ दोस हु थिंक देमसेल्व्स लिबरेटेड दे नॉट लिबरेटेड थिंक देमसेल्व्स लिबरेटेड बट हैव नो इंफॉर्मेशन ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड इज नॉट येट क्लियर दैट मींस द इंटेलिजेंस ऑफ दोस पीपल इज नॉट येट क्लियर इन दिस वर्स द टर्म अविशुद्ध बुद्धयः रेफर्स टू अनक्लीन इंटेलिजेंस इफ यू सी इन द भगवत गीता 2.66 नास्ति बुद्धिरयुक्तस्य those who are not in krishna consciousness have no intelligence ayuktasya means one who is not connected in krishna consciousness nasti buddhir he doesn't have intelligence so here also avishuddha buddhaya refers to unclean intelligence due to unclean intelligence or a poor fund of knowledge the mayavadi philosophers cannot understand the distinction between material and spiritual varieties therefore they cannot even think of spiritual varieties because they take it for granted that all varieties material they don't understand this conception of reflection they don't understand this material world is reflection of the spiritual world yatha bhaso yatha tamah lord vishnu himself says to lord brahma this material world is like a reflection of the spiritual world so whatever we find in the reflection like if the if the lake reflects the moon the the moon is not on the surface of the lake but that does not mean there is no moon at all the moon is somewhere else but to think that the moon is on the surface of the lake that is an illusion the moon is not an illusion the lake is not an illusion to consider the moon is on the lake that is illusion so similarly the material world is not um, unreal or the spiritual world is also not unreal both are real but to think that happiness can be found here in this material world that is unreal that is the illusion happiness is only found in the spiritual world here no just like sometimes the reflection of the moon may be very nice if the water is still and if you agitate the water the reflection moves so actually the moon the, those movements have nothing to do with the moon but it appears so if you only focus on the reflection if you don't understand the reality of the moon so that's why in the bhagavad gita um what is that achedyoyam adahyoyam akledyo asoshevacha nitya sarvagata sthanur achaloyam sanatana achala achala means the soul is con- is described here as achala means it is not moving so we move like we sometimes take on a human form sometimes an animal form bird beast tree like that but actually the soul has nothing to do with these things to consider the soul having this uh, is having these material qualities that is illusion so this we have so vaishnava understanding is that of reflection so that's why all the variety of the material world is only a testament to the spiritual variety because 
this variety if there is reflection in the variety so suppose i don't see i don't look at the sky i just look at the reflection in the in on the lake and there is a moon then i must conclude that there is a real moon which is being reflected on the surface if i see a tree i must conclude there is a real tree or if i see birds flying in the reflection i must conclude that there is birds in the on in the sky grabbing reflected so if i see any variety in the material world the more the variety the more it is a testament that it that the spiritual world is full of variety because this is a reflection Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore explains in this verse that Krishna the supreme personality of godhead or the absolute truth has a spiritual body that is distinct from material bodies and thus his name abode entourage and qualities are all spiritual the material mode of goodness has nothing to do with spiritual varieties mayavadi philosophers however cannot clearly understand spiritual varieties therefore they imagine a negation of the material world to be the spiritual world so they take shelter of the theory of negation whereas vaishnavas they uh, understand that it is a a case of reflection not negation the material qualities of goodness passion and ignorance cannot act in the spiritual world which is therefore called nirguna as clearly indicated in the bhagavad gita trigunya vishaya veda nistrigunyo bhavarjuna The material world is a manifestation of the three modes of material nature but one has to become free from these three modes to come to the spiritual world where their influence is completely absent. The absence of the three modes is denoted by the word nirguna but the the shankaracharya he interpreted it as it has no qualities there is no quality in the absolute truth It means it's devoid of qualities. Nih the word nih there is a verse actually madhya 24.18 nirnishchaye nishkramarthe nirnirmana nishedhayoh granthodhane tha sandarbhe varna sangrathane picha actually on, we are concerned with the first two lines grantha is another word so the prefix nih may be used for a sense of ascertainment that means to positively ascertain something guna means um quality the mode of material nature also um so nirguna means he has he is devoid of the three modes but also nirguna also means ascertainment he has complete full faultless gunas innumerable qualities krishna has so gradation nih means also gradation construction or forbidding the word grantha means riches thesis and composition so in this way nih can have many meanings so shankaracharya twisted and he chose the purposefully chose the wrong meaning and explained in a wrong way now lord chaitanya lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu will disassociate lord shiva from mayavad philosophy in the following verse tar dosh nahi te ho agyakari das Shankaracharya, who is an incarnation of Lord Shiva, is faultless because he is a servant carrying out the orders of the Lord. 
but those who follow his mayavadi philosophy are doomed they will lose all their advancement in spiritual knowledge purport mayavadi philosophers are very proud of exhibiting their vedanta knowledge through grammatical jugglery but in the bhagavad gita lord shri krishna certifies that they are mayaya pahrita gyana bereft of real knowledge due to maya maya has two potencies with which to execute her two functions the prakshepatmika shakti the power to throw the living entity into the ocean of material existence and avaranatmika shakti the power to cover the knowledge of the living entity the function of the avaranatmika shakti is explained in the bhagavad gita by the word mayaya pahrita gyana why the daivi maya or illusory energy of krishna takes away the knowledge of the mayavadi philosophers is also explained in the bhagavad gita by the use of the words asuram bhavam ashritah which refer to a person who does not agree to the existence of the lord the mayavadis who are not in agreement with the existence of the lord can be classified into two groups exemplified by the pers- impersonalist shankarites of varanasi and the buddhists of sarnath both groups are mayavadis and krishna takes away their knowledge due to their atheistic philosophies neither group agrees to accept the existence of a personal god the buddhist philosophers clearly deny both the soul and god and although the shankarites do not openly deny god they say that the absolute is nirakar or formless thus both the buddhists and the shankarites are avishuddha buddhaya or imperfect and unclean in their knowledge and intelligence The most prominent Mayavadi scholar Sadananda Yogendra has written a book called Vedanta Sar in which he, he expounds the philosophy of Shankaracharya and all the followers of Shankara's philosophy attribute great importance to his statements. In this Vedanta Sar Sadananda Yogendra defines Brahman as Sachidananda combined with knowledge and without duality and he defines ignorance jada as knowledge distinct from the from that of sat and asat. This is almost inconceivable but it is a product of the three material qualities. Thus he considers anything other than pure knowledge to be material. The center of ignorance is considered to be sometimes all pervading and sometimes individual. <clears throat> Thus according to his opinion opinion both the all pervading Vishnu and the individual living entities are products of ignorance. You see the the whole statement doesn't make much sense at all. Any sense at all. In simple language <clears throat> in simple language it is the opinion of Sadananda Yogendra that since everything is nirakar formless the conception of Vishnu and the conception of the individual soul are both products of ignorance he also explains that the vishuddha sattva conception of the vaishnavas is nothing but pradhana or the chief principle of creation he maintains that when all pervading knowledge is contaminated by the vishuddha sattva which consists of a transformation of the quality of goodness there arises the conception of the supreme personality of godhead who is the omnipotent omniscient supreme ruler the super soul the cause of all causes supreme ishwara etc according to sadananda yogendra because ishwara the supreme lord is the reservoir of all ignorance he may be called sarvagnya or omniscient because sorry omniscient but one who denies the existence of the omnipotent supreme personality of godhead is more than ishwara or the lord His conclusion therefore is that the supreme personality of God Ishwara is a transformation of material ignorance and that the living entity jiva is covered by ignorance thus he describes both collective and individual existence in darkness see how foolish his philosophy looks 
is like stupid complete stupid stupidity according to mayavadi philosophers the vaishnava conception of the lord as a supreme personality of godhead and of the jiva or individual soul as his eternal servant is a manifestation of ignorance if we accept the judgment of lord krishna in the bhagavad gita however the mayavadis are to be considered maya pahrita gyana or bereft of all knowledge because they do not recognize the existence of the supreme personality of godhead or they claim that his existence is a product of the material conception maya these are the characteristics of asuras or demons you see they study vedanta but their conclusions are so opposite it's like it completely doesn't make any sense the last two paragraphs did not make any sense because sadananda yogendra although you know greatly learned uh, so called scholar completely opposite conclusions and i have seen this also in 2019 when i was uh, having a email debate with one uh, iskon follower and he was writing to me about guru tatva and he was explaining why ritvik system is wrong and uh, guru system is right in iskon and his understanding of guru tatva he is apparently a very uh, you know learned scholar and he the way he presented until now i haven't replied to that two years have passed i actually wanted to make a video i will make a video <laughs> so he said i mean if it doesn't matter if the guru is fallen huh? it is okay the disciple can take the guru back to godhead it is it's okay if the guru is fallen down now and the, the disciple can take him back to godhead <laughs> where did he get this from yeah he quoted some some verse in the fourth canto dhruva maharaj taking his mother back to godhead i mean there prabhupada says you know um um i hope one of my disciples can take me back also like that so out of his humility he has said like that but uh, to take it literally and say that yes yes i will deliver my guru what sort of rubbish is that so this is how completely opposite you know the supposedly learned scholars but they don't when they don't have the um, what is that uh, mercy of the guru completely their knowledge becomes upside down maya apahrita gyana here also you see lord sri chaitanya mahaprabhu in his discourses with sarvam bhattacharya said jivar nistara lagi sutra koila vyas mayavadi bhasha shunile hoy sarva nash cc madhya 6.169 vyasadev composed the vedanta sutra to deliver the conditioned souls from this material world but shankaracharya by presenting the vedanta sutra in his own way has clearly done a great disservice to human society for one who follows his mayavad philosophy is doomed in the vedanta sutra devotional service is clearly indicated but the mayavadi philosophers refuse to accept the spiritual body of the supreme absolute person and refuse to accept that the living entity has an individual existence separate from that of the supreme lord thus they have created atheistic havoc all over the world for such a conclusion is against the very nature of the transcendental process of pure devotional service the mayavadi philosophers unrealizable ambition the mayavadi philosophers unrealizable ambition to become one with the supreme 
though denying the existence of the personality of godhead results in a most calamitous misrepresentation of spiritual knowledge and one who follows this philosophy is doomed to remain perpetually in this material world and actually there is a verse in the ishopanishad अंधम तम प्रवशंति ये संभूतिमुपासते तथो भूय इव ते तमो यऊ संभूत्यामृता दोज वर एंगेज इन द वर्शिप ऑफ डेमिगॉड्स एंटर इन टू द डार्केस्ट रीजन ऑफ इग्नोरेंस एंड स्टिल मोर सो डू एंड स्टिल मोर सो डू द वर्शिपर्स ऑफ द इम्पर्सनल एब्सल्यूट सो इम्पर्सनल एब्सल्यूट दे थिंक दे गोइंग टू दिस लाइट एक्चुअली दे गोइंग टू द अंधम तम इट्स लाइक कंप्लीट डार्कनेस Complete darkness of ignorance. I mean, they're totally opposite knowledge. Just imagine, Maya Paharitagnana. This is why they they are said to go to the darkest region of ignorance. Even though they may temporarily go to the Brahma Jyoti, they will fall down. They will not stay there. And if, especially if they are associate, I mean, uh, especially if they are uh, uh, offenders like this, they are never going anywhere to the light. Even hmm. they are going down straight. there is some yeah dhiradas is has quoted that verse from the nimanita prabhu's <coughs> video vedavan nischalam manye puranartham dvijottamah vedah pratishthitah sarve purane natra samshayah bibheti alpa shrutad vedi mam ayam chalayishyati itihasa puranaistu nischaloyam kutah pura यन्न दृष्टम हि वेदेशु तदृष्टम स्मृतिशु द्विजा उभयोर्यन्न दृष्टम हि तत्पुराणैः प्रगीयते यो वेद चतुरो वेदान सांगोपनिषदो द्विजा पुराणां पुराणं नैव जानाति नचसस्याद् विचक्षणः ओ लवली वन आई कंसीडर द मेसेज ऑफ द पुराण इज मोर इंपॉर्टेंट देन दैट ऑफ द वेदास विदाउट डाउट ऑल द वेदास are given a firm foundation in the puranas anyone who disrespects the puranas will have to take his next birth as an animal even if he is very self controlled and peaceful he will achieve no good destination quoted by shri jeeva goswami in his tatva sandarbha quoted from skanda puran thank you for this reference i will just show you another verse a small verse one second so there is this by vopadeva vopadeva some mayavadi say or some historians say that he has compiled the shrimad bhagavatam actually he did not um, but he glorified the bhagavatam he was a great devotee in the 13th century there was a very nice article on the internet um, full uh, very nice explanation of the history of the vedas <coughs> history of the vedas so he has composed this verse this is, this is actually from um this book bhagavat ratnamala uh, i think by one of the iskon devotees so there in the at the back of that book there is this verse vedah puranam kavyam cha prabhur mitram priye vacha बोधयंती 
so that is a verse so the bhagavat puran the puran instructs like a friend and the poetic songs you know by the acharyas they instruct like a priyevacha like a lover so in different ways bhagavatam does all three like a master like a friend and like a lover hmm. so anyway the puranas amplify the importance of the vedas or make um, give more context to everything that's written in the vedas therefore the mayavadis are called avishuddha buddhaya or unclean in knowledge because they are unclean in knowledge all their austerities and penances end in frustration important statement there see there is a verse in the bhagavad gita chapter 4 text 33 shreyan dravyamayadyagnya gyana yagnya parantapa sarvam karmakhilam partha gyane parisamapyate this is just before the tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya o chastiser of the enemy the sacrifice performed in knowledge is better than the mere sacrifice of material possessions after all o son of pritha all sacrifices of work culminate in transcendental knowledge hmm all sacrifices all kinds of sacrifice there is dravam dravya yagna there is yoga yagna there is brahmachari yagna grahastha yagna hmm so many yagnas are there swadhyaya yagna all that are mentioned in the fourth chapter so now all those yagnas have to gyane parisamapyate they have to the end is knowledge see all sacrifice of work culminate in transcendental knowledge so if knowledge is not there and in the fourth chapter 41st verse as well योग संस्त कर्माण ज्ञान संछिन्न संशय आत्मवंत हि कर्माणि निबद्धनि धनंजय वन हू आक्स इन डिवोशनल सर्विस रिनाउंसिंग द फ्रूट्स ऑफ हिज एक्शन एंड हूज डाउट्स हैव बीन डिस्ट्रॉयड बाय ट्रांसेंडेंटल नॉलेज इज सिचुएटेड फैक्चुअली इन द सेल्फ दस ही इज नॉट बाउंड बाय द रिएक्शंस ऑफ वर्क ओ कॉन्कर ऑफ द रिचेस सो वी हैव टू योग संस्त कर्माण ऑलवेज एंगेज इन डिवोशनल सर्विस एंड ज्ञान संछिन्न संशय with knowledge we have to completely uh, cut all kinds of doubts but here all their yagnas all their penances and austerities tapo yagna tapo yagna is one more austerities so all these end in frustration because they don't end in knowledge ज्ञाने परिसमाप्यते हियर अज्ञाने परिसमाप्यते दे एंड इन इग्नोरेंस माया पहरत ज्ञान ऑपोजिट कंप्लीट ऑपोजिट ऑफ रियल नॉलेज दस ऑल दो दे मे बी ऑनर्ड एट फर्स्ट एज वेरी लर्नड स्कॉलर्स अल्टीमेटली दे डिसेंड टू फिजिकल एक्टिविटीज ऑफ पॉलिटिक्स सोशल वर्क एट्सेट्रा इंस्टेड ऑफ बिकमिंग वन विद द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड दे अगेन बिकम वन विद दीज मेटीरियल एक्टिविटीज प्रोपर्स रियली रोस्टिंग दम हियर This is explained in Shrimad Bhagavatam 10.2.32. Aruhya kritshrena parampadam tataha patantyado patantyado nadrita yushmadangkhaya. 
अनाद्रत मीन्स आद्रत आदर इन हिंदी ऑल्सो मीन्स रेस्पेक्ट आद्रत मीन्स रेस्पेक्ट अनाद्रत मीन्स हैविंग नो रेस्पेक्ट नो रिगार्ड फॉर युष्मदंग्रय द टू लोटस फीट ऑफ कृष्ण In actuality, the Mayavadi philosophers very strictly follow the austerities and penances of spiritual life, and in this way are elevated to the impersonal Brahman platform. But due to the negligence of the lotus feet of the Lord, they again fall down to material existence. Prakrta koriya mane Vishnu kalevar Vishnu ninda aranahi ihara upar. One who considers the transcendental body of Lord Vishnu to be made of material nature is the greatest offender. at the lotus feet of the lord there is no greater blasphemy against the supreme personality of godhead purport shri bhakti siddhan saraswati goswami explains that the variegated personal feature of the absolute truth is the vishnu tatva and that the material energy which creates this cosmic manifestation is the energy of lord vishnu the creative force is merely the energy of the lord but the foolish conclude that because the lord has distributed himself in an impersonal form he has no separate existence The impersonal Brahman, however, cannot possess energies. Nor do the Vedic literatures state that Maya, the illusory energy, is covered by another Maya. There are hundreds and thousands of references, however, to Vishnu Maya, Parasya Shakti, or the energy of Lord Vishnu. In the Bhagavad Gita 7.14, Krishna refers to Mama Maya, Maya energy. Maya is controlled by the supreme personality of Godhead. It is not that He is covered by Maya. Therefore, Lord Vishnu cannot be a product of the material energy. In the beginning of the Vedanta Sutra, it is said, "Janmadhyasya yatha," indicating that the material energy is also an emanation of the Supreme Brahman, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo. How then could he be covered by the material energy? If that were possible, material energy would be greater than the Supreme Brahman. Even these simple arguments, however, cannot be understood by the Mayavadi philosophers, and therefore the term Mayaya Paharita Gyana. which is applied to them in the bhagavad gita is extremely appropriate now the example of the clouds and the sun from our imperfect pers- uh, perspective the clouds seem to appear uh, to uh, cover the sun and not only the sun but the entire sky but if we actually come out from the earth's atmosphere and see earth is like one speck of dust and the sky is unlimitedly vast so different perspective but if i conclude that the cloud is so big that it is covering the entire sky not what to speak of the sun and that is my misconception that is mayaya paharita gnana it is only covering my vision from my perspective it is looking that the cloud is bigger than the sun but actually the sun is the cause of the um, cloud and the sun is infinite times more bigger than the cloud the cloud may stretch for hundreds of kilometers thousands of kilometers but the sun millions of kilometers in diameter so you see difference of perspective because they cannot see from the proper perspective because they don't take the words of krishna now we also can't see we also are seeing just as the mayavadis are seeing from this perspective from this material world but because we accept the perspective of krishna which is a fact his his perspective is not just another opinion or another perspective no it is a fact so because we accept his statements we have an understanding
Now, because plane was invented, we actually have the experience of going above the clouds and seeing the sky uncovered by the clouds. Right? Before the fly, uh, plane was invented, people don't even have that experience. Hmm. Now, at least there is an example that we can relate to. At that time, not even that. But, nevertheless, if we accept the statements of Krishna, it will always be true whether we can understand that perspective or not with our tiny brain. We just have to accept because it is always true. Mayaya Pahartha Jnana, which is applied to them in the Bhagavad Gita, is extremely appropriate. Anyone who thinks that Lord Vishnu is a product of the material energy as explained by Sadananda Yogindra should immediately be understood to be insane. <laughs> he is basically calling Sadananda Yogindra an insane person. Crazy fellow. For his knowledge has been stolen by the illusory energy. I mean, you have to be a crazy fellow to talk like that. I mean, those two paragraphs that, you've read, that we read, I think in the previous purport, made absolutely zero sense. And that is confirmed by the Srimad Bhagavatam also. Vilajjamana yayasya sthatu mikshapathe muyam vimohita vikathante mamaham iti durdhiyaham The illusory energy of the Lord cannot take precedence being ashamed of her position. But those who are bewildered by her always talk nonsense being absorbed in the thoughts of it is I and it is mine. And this mine, the conception of mine is very prominent in the among the karmis, everything is mine, mine, mine. And the conception of I, soham, soham, aham brahmasmi. Uh, this is I, the conception of I is very, very prominent in the, the so-called jnanis. Actually, they are rascals, insane, crazy fellows, like Prabhupada said. They, they talk nonsense. Vikathante, talk nonsense. This is called mayaya pahartak jnana. his knowledge has been stolen by illusory energy. Lord Vishnu cannot be placed within the category of the demigods, those who are actually bewildered by Mayavad philosophy and are still in the darkness of ignorance. Consider Lord Vishnu to be a demigod in defiance of the Rig Vedic mantra, Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam. Vishnu is always in a superior position. In fact, the supreme position. Either they consider Vishnu as one of the demigods or they consider all demigods as equal to Vishnu. All supreme personalities, supreme lord. So this is wrong. This mantra is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Mattaha parataram nanyat. There is no truth superior to me. Lord Krishna is saying. Nobody has ever said that. Nobody had the guts to say that among the demigods. No one. Because they are all devotees. A devotee will never say, I am Krishna. A real devotee. Rascal will say, that is another thing. That means he is a rascal. So, the demigods, they never say that I am supreme. Sometimes they, they get puffed up with their strength and they try to challenge Krishna and then get defeated and again realize their position. But that also to teach us, basically. I mean, imagine for a second. 
Brahma's one lie, I mean one day is so long. His one moment when he stole the cowherd boys, he hid them and within one moment he came back to see what Krishna was doing. And in on earth it has passed, one year has passed. One year. Now, when that happened, Brahma offered so many prayers to Krishna. And before that he saw, as described in the Nectar of Devotion, that innumerable Brahmas from different different universes came and bowed down their heads at the feet of Krishna. That happened when Krishna was a boy. And later in Dwaraka, which is like maybe 50, 60, 70 years later, again Brahma gets the same problem. He goes to the gate of Krishna's palace and the guard stops him. Eh, who are you? Stop. (laughs) Brahma is coming and the guard, you see, that means the guards of Krishna's palace, not the inside doors, the outside gate, the door there, I mean the watchman there, has the power to stop Brahma. Brahma was coming, you know, he's thinking he's the most VIP in the universe, very important person, and he's walking straight. Guards put the, you know, the those javelins. Stop, stop, who are you? Where are you coming from? What do you think? Just simply go, no, 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 stop, who are you first? I am Brahma. Brahma was a little puffed up. Hmm? I am Brahma. Which Brahma? No, actually they did not ask this question. Okay, one guard stood there. Okay, you wait here. I will inform Krishna and come and tell you whether you can come or not. And he went inside, told Krishna. And Krishna asked, which Brahma is he? And the guard came back to the gate. Which Brahma are you? Brahma was like, what? I am the four-headed Brahma. You cannot see, you know, four heads. I'm the four-headed Brahma. Who else there is another Brahma here? <clears throat> Go and tell him I'm the four-headed Brahma. Then uh, he got, conveyed the message, four-headed Brahma. Then Krishna asked, okay, come. Ask him to come. So, okay, they, they you know, opened and he went. Krishna asked, how are you? Brahma said, I'm fine, but I'm, I'm a little disturbed. Why? You asked which Brahma I am. What do you mean? Then Krishna called by his mystic power all the Brahmas of all the material universes and millions of them came with helmets, everybody bowing down and he could not hear the sound, so many helmets. And he felt like, you know, and those Brahmas had thousand, million, trillion heads and he had only four heads. And he was proud of that. How can he be proud just moments earlier, which is like 60, 70 years here means 60, 70 moments for Lord Brahma. Like we have passed so many moments in this very class itself. If I have done something, a mistake in the beginning of the class, by now I will remember what I did. How can I commit the same mistake and eh, again be bewildered? <laughs> but this is, these are the these are the pastimes to show us that Krishna is a supreme. So the demigods actually happily cooperate in such pastimes and try to challenge him and uh, get, uh, what is that? defeated by the Lord and in that way everybody will understand that Krishna is superior to Lord Brahma Krishna is superior to Lord Indra you know, in the Govardhan Leela and uh, the um, Shiva there was a fight between Shiva and Krishna uh, there also Krishna was superior and in this way he you know Rama you know Lord Ramchandra he threatened to you know 
drive the entire ocean and then the samudra came oh don't 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 so all the demigods they are under the subjugation of the lord so these pastimes show us if indra knows that oh this is krishna i will always respect him i will not shower the rain then how will we understand the power of krishna so they, this is just cooperation actually but of course it's nice uh, stories so in this way um, krishna conducts the whole drama so there is no truth superior to lord krishna or vishnu thus only whose those whose knowledge has been bewildered consider lord vishnu to be a demigod and therefore suggest that one may worship either lord vishnu the goddess kali durga or whomever one likes and achieve the same result yatamat tatapat hmm this is an ignorant conclusion that is not accepted in the bhagavad gita 9.25 which distinctly says yanti deva vrata devan yanti madhyajano pimam the worshippers of the demigods will be promoted to the respective planets of the demigods but devotees of the supreme lord will go back home back to godhead lord krishna explains very clearly in the bhagavad gita 7.14 that his material energy is very difficult to overcome devi hesha gunamayi mamamaya duratyaya maya's influence is so strong that even learned scholars and spiritualists are also covered by maya and think themselves to be as good as the supreme personality of godhead actually however to free oneself from the influence of maya one must surrender to the supreme personality of godhead as krishna also states in the bhagavad gita 7.14 mame vaya prapadyante maya metam tarantite it is to be concluded therefore the lord vishnu does not belong to this material creation but to the spiritual world to misconceive lord vishnu to have a material body or to equate him with the demigods is the most offensive blasphemy against lord vishnu and offenders against the lotus feet of lord vishnu cannot advance in spiritual knowledge they are called mayaya parhatagyan or those whose knowledge has been stolen by the influence of illusion one who thinks that there is a difference between lord vishnu's body and his soul dwells in the darkest region of ignorance there is no difference between lord vishnu's body and vishnu's soul for they are advayagyan one knowledge In this world there is a difference between the material body and the spirit soul but in the spiritual world everything is spiritual and there are no such differences. The greatest offense of the mayavadi philosophers is to consider Lord Vishnu and the living entities to be one and the same. In this connection the Padma Purana states archya vishnu shiladhir guru shunaramatir vaishnave jati buddhi yasya va narakisa. I was just about to show the verse. the full verse but anyway here is a reference one who considers the archa murti the worshipable deity of lord vishnu to be stone the spiritual master to be an ordinary human being and a vaishnava to belong to a particular caste or creed is possessed of hellish intelligence one who follows such conclusions is doomed see ईश्वरेर तत्वजन ज्वलित ज्वलन जीवेर स्वरूप जयछिस्फुलिंगे रकण द लॉर्ड इज लाइक अ ग्रेट ब्लेजिंग फायर एंड द लिविंग एनिटीज आर लाइक स्मॉल स्पार्क्स ऑफ दैट फायर पर्पोर्ट सो यू सी हाउ चैतन्य महाप्रभु इज एस्टैब्लिशिंग स्टेप बाय स्टेप वेरी सॉलिडली द फिलॉसफी ऑफ रियल फिलॉसफी वेदांत सूत्र all those sparks and a big fire are both fire and both have the power to burn the burning power of the fire and that of the spark are not the same 
why should one artificially try to become a big fire although the, by constitution he is like a small spark it is due to ignorance one should therefore understand that neither the supreme personality of godhead nor the small spark like living entities have anything to do with matter but when the spiritual spark comes in contact with the material world his fiery quality is extinguished that is the position of the conditioned souls because they are in touch with the material world their spiritual quality is almost dead but because those these spiritual sparks are all krishna's parts and parcels as the lord states in the bhagavad gita mamai vamsha they can revive their original position by getting free from material contact this is pure philosophical understanding in the bhagavad gita the spiritual sparks are declared to be sanatan eternal therefore the material energy maya cannot affect their constitutional position someone may argue why is there a need to create the spiritual sparks the answer can be given in this way since the absolute personality of god is omnipotent he has both unlimited and limited potencies this is the meaning of omnipotent to be omnipotent he must have not only unlimited potencies but limited potencies also anoraniyan mahato mahiyan thus to exhibit his omnipotency he displays both the living entities are endowed with limited potency although they are part of the lord the lord displays the spiritual world by his unlimited potencies whereas by his limited potencies the material world is displayed in the bhagavad gita 7.5 the lord says apareyam mitastvanyam prakritim vidhime param jeeva bhutam mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat besides these inferior energies of mighty armed arjuna there is another superior energy of mine which comprises all living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature the jeeva bhuta the living entities control this material world with their limited potencies generally people are bewildered by the activities of scientists and technologists due to maya they, they think that there is no need of god and that they can do everything and anything but actually they cannot since this cosmic manifestation is limited their existence is also limited everything in this material world is limited and for this reason there is creation sustenance and dissolution however in the world of unlimited energy the spiritual world there is neither creation nor destruction and we being limited we are trying to control this material world which is actually very vast and prabhupad said in his explanation to the hari krishna mahamantra that the more we try to be the overlord of material nature the more we get entangled in her complexities and to testify that today there was a news item saying that um emp electromagnetic pulse weapons you know some countries are developing such weapons <laughs> which uh, basically you know they they shoot a very very powerful electromagnetic pulse and it hardly does any damage to humans known damage we don't know um but they apparently completely wipe out all kinds of communication systems all kind of electronics everything even radio communication systems completely get wiped out and they get spoiled they cannot be even used permanently damaged so we are trying to overlord this material world by inventing all this technology but if this if this thing happens the more i mean like 200 years ago if there was a power cut 
in fact most of the time there was no power electricity sometimes there may be uh, people lived but now if there is a power cut if there is a blackout especially in cities so called first world cities and you're staying in the you know pent house in the 63rd floor of the you know this condominium if there is a power cut you are imprisoned in mid air practically <laughs> and you cannot even come down if you, you maybe you can come down 63 floors you can run down maybe but how are you going to get up you can't so we are creating a, a situation where we will be completely we are becoming more and more dependent on these things and if that is taken away people lived without phones at least <laughs> in my generation we experienced life without these mobile phones the present generation almost never experienced that people lived we had lives and previous to ours like people lived or thousands and millions of years people have been living but now we are so addicted to the devices you imagine a day where there is no device it is impossible to imagine without a notification how can i live without a notification <laughs> how uh, you know how am i going to contact that person i have no communication you know previously it was it was like that if you're out of the house that's it you know they, that's why they were more god conscious oh please please bring him back in fact i remember when our father used to go in the morning so i used to uh, i used to hope always that you know um hopefully he doesn't get into an accident and hopefully he returns every day almost and one day he he came back uh, late in the night very late and i was all the way i was up um and we were thinking something bad has already happened my mother also was thinking like that i remember that day very very well i was 7 uh, years old so and there was no way to contact if something happens or something doesn't happen nobody knows so if the person has left the house that's it until he returns there is no news so those were the days <laughs> now we can't even imagine those days you know they just go go in fact they are in the same house and they message each other this kind of thing we're going on nowadays that is another extreme <laughs> they are in the same house instead of talking to each other they message some chat you know because lazy to go to that room you know so so we are getting more and more dependent on these things and if one day it's all taken out we are doomed so we think we are the master but actually so we are limited potency tatastha shakti and for this reason there is creation sustenance and dissolution however in the world of unlimited energy the spiritual world there is neither creation nor destruction it's it's interesting how shubhrabhat said in the world of unlimited energy in fact mahatmanastu maam partha daivim prakriti maashritaha a mahatman a great soul devotee he is also under the protection of the unlimited energy yogamaya and you can see it in the life of shila prabhupada at the age of 70 80 he was traveling all over the world what kind of energy is that and not just traveling and then he goes there and then fully tired and then uh, knocked out no he is working and the 
his disciples who were like one third, one fourth of his age, couldn't keep up with his pace. Literally, even when he was walking, Prabhupada was faster than his twenty-something-year-old disciples. At the age of seventy-five, seventy-nine, even eighty, he was faster than his disciples in walking. I mean, just imagine. Not just walking. I mean, how many things Prabhupada, Prabhupada did? How much he had to manage? But without a slightest stress in his mind, he managed everything. Of course, he he chastised his disciples and everything. Don't give me a headache, you know. <laughs> But Prabhupada was managing everything. Unlimited energy. So a, a devotee who is empowered by the Lord, empowered by the unlimited energy of the Lord, can act in unlimited way. And even the nidra hara vihara kadi vijita. The Goswamis they used to not even sleep. They forgot to sleep. Forgot to eat. Where where they get the energy from? Daivim prakriti maashrita mahatmas tumam partha. This is how they get the energy from Krishna, from Krishna's yoga maya potency, haladini shakti. She nurtures such devotees and keeps their body intact. Shariram kevalam karma. So. how much we are absorbed in the bodily concept that much we will work for the shariram so since for the um, i mean spiritually um, elevated devotees like the six goswamis shri prabhupada all the acharyas they are so much out of the bodily concept they hardly need any bodily um, uh, what is that the necessities of the body become very very minimal almost nil Parishit Maharaj, seven days without sleeping, without eating, without drinking water, even. We do one nirjal fast. It is like big achievement. Prabhu, I did nirjal. Prabhu, I did nirjala fast. Nirjala, nirjala ekadasi. <laughs> This is our our condition. Hmm? If the personality of God did not possess both limited and unlimited energies, he could not be called omnipotent. अनोरणीयान महतो महीयान the lord is greater than the greatest and smaller than the smallest he is smaller than the smallest in the form of the living entities and greater than the greatest in his form of krishna if there were no one to control there would be no meaning to the conception of the supreme controller ishvara just as there is no meaning to a king without his subjects if i am a king in my room where nobody else stays what kind of nonsense king is this so to call somebody ishvara when there is nobody to control what kind of ishvara is that hmm. so the word ishvara is existing for a reason so we are the subjects and he is the king jagannath if all the subjects became king there would be no distinction between the king and an ordinary citizen thus for the lord to be a supreme controller there must be a creation to control the basic principle for the existence of living entities is called chid vilas or spiritual pleasure the omnipotent lord displays his pers- his pleasure potency as the living entities the lord is described in the vedanta sutra 1112 as anandamayo bhyasat he is by nature the reservoir of all pleasures and because he wants to enjoy pleasure there must be energies to give him pleasure or supply him the impetus for pleasure This is the perfect philosophical understanding of the absolute truth. 
Eko Bahusyam. There is another verse from the Vedic literature. He expanded himself into many as living entities so that he may be for his own pleasure. So we are existing for his pleasure actually. Everything is existing for his pleasure. But we take it otherwise. So Rupa Goswami's Yukta Vairagya principle is to use everything for Krishna's pleasure. It is not an invention. Oh, that's a nice concept actually. Yeah, yeah. Material invention should be used for Krishna's pleasure. No, no, no. It's not an invention. It is a nonsense invention by the forgetful living entities to use everything for their sense gratification. But to use everything for Krishna's uh, gratification is the very purpose of existence of everything and everyone. That is the original reason for the existence of everything. Uh, It is only our misconception that everything is for my pleasure. What is the time? Nine o'clock. Okay, maybe. Little more. Jeeva Tattva Shakti Krishna Tattva Shakti Maan Gita Vishnu Purana Aditahate Praman See, Jeeva Tattva Shakti Krishna Tattva Shakti Maan The possessor of Shakti. Gita, Vishnu Purana, Adi, Tahate, Praman. The living entities are energies, not the energetic. The energetic is Krishna. This is very vividly described in the Bhagavad Gita, the Vishnu Purana and other Vedic literatures. Purport. As already explained, there are three prasthanas on the path of advancement in spiritual knowledge, namely Nyaya Prasthan, Vedanta philosophy, Shruti Prasthan, the Upanishads and Vedic mantras, and Smriti Prasthan, the Bhagavad Gita, Mahabharat, Puranas, etc. Unfortunately, Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the Smriti Prasthana. Smriti refers to the conclusions drawn from the Vedic evidence. Sometimes Mayavadi philosophers do not accept the authority of the Bhagavad Gita and the Puranas and this is called Ardha Kukutinyaya, the logic of half a hen. See Adilila 5.176. If one believes in the Vedic literatures, one must accept all the Vedic literatures recognized by the great Acharyas. But the Mayavadi philosophers accept only the Nyaya Prasthan and Shruti Prasthan, rejecting the Smriti Prasthan. Here, however, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cites evidence from the Gita, Vishnu Puran, etc., which are Smriti Prasthan. No one can avoid the personality of Godhead in the statements of the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures such as the Mahabharata and the Puranas. Lord Chaitanya therefore quotes a passage from the Bhagavad Gita 7.5. So, if we go to 5.176, Ekete Vishwasa Anya Nakore Saman Ardha Kukuti Nyaya Tomara Praman. If you have faith in one but disrespect the other, your logic is like the logic of accepting half a hen. So this man was selling eggs. I think you I, I hope you know the story of Ardha Kukuti Nyaya, the logic of half a hen. So this man was selling eggs and um, he considered how to improve his business. So he considered, he analyzed the hen, you know, business analytics. It's a, it's a post nowadays. So he also wanted to do business analytics. So he observed the hen. The behind portion is giving egg. The front portion I have to feed. So there is a cost. Minimize costs, maximize profit. So cut the head, keep the backside of the hen. So what happened? Entirely gone. 
so uh, this kind of nonsense if we accept only half a hen and the other half we don't want everything will be gone so is mayavadis they accept one and don't accept the other so actually they have no fruit from such learning everything will be gone that's why their conclu- conclusions are totally opposite mayaya pahart gyan अपरेयमितस्वन्यां प्रकृति विधि में पराम जीवभूता महाबाहो ययेदम धार्यते जगत बिसाइड्स दीज इन्फीरियर एनर्जीज ओ माइटी आर्म्ड अर्जुन देर इज अनदर सुपीरियर एनर्जी ऑफ माइंड व्हिच कंप्राइजेस द लिविंग एंटिटीज हु आर एक्सप्लॉइटिंग द रिसोर्सेस ऑफ दिस मटेरियल इन्फीरियर नेचर इन द भगवत गीता इट इज एक्सप्लेन दैट द फाइव एलिमेंट्स अर्थ वाटर फायर एयर and ether constitute the gross energy of the absolute truth and that there are also three subtle energies namely the mind intelligence and false ego or identification with the phenomenal world thus the entire cosmic manifestation is divided into eight energies all of which are inferior as explained in the bhagavad gita mam maya duratya the inferior energy known as maya is so strong that although the living entity does not belong to this energy due to the superior strength of the inferior energy the living entity jeeva bhuta forgets his real position and, and identifies with it krishna says distinctly that beyond the material energy there is a superior energy known as the jeeva bhuta or living entities when in contact with the material energy the superior energy conducts all the activities of the entire material phenomenal world the material world any movement in this material world is conducted by living entities whether they are the big movements like the climatic changes which are handled by the demigods or by the movements of this of the cities that we live in which are because of the government officers or the movements in the office you know um, conducted by the ceo and employees or the movements in our own house development building a house or whatever because of our individual efforts everything is moving because of the touch of the spirit soul but so actually the 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 material energy does not even move it doesn't even move but still it has the power to bewilder us how is that even possible mama maya duratyaya krishna's energy so we are enticed to enjoy because it is inferior oh we want to enjoy and we depend on this thing to en- for enjoyment depend on material resources and that's how we begin our self imprisonment now there is a nice verse in connection to this देह्यज्ञोजितषडवर्गो नेच्छन कर्माणि कार्यते कोशकार इवात्मानं कर्मणाच्छाद्यमुह्यति कोशकार एनो वर्स कोशकार सिल्कवम सिल्कवम द फूलिश एम्बॉडीड लिविंग एंटिटी इनेप्ट नॉट एडेप्ट 
inept at controlling his senses and mind is forced to act according to the influence of the modes of material nature against his desires he is like a silkworm that uses its own saliva to create a cocoon and then becomes trapped in it with no possibility of getting out the living entity traps himself in a network of his own fruitive activities and then can find no way to release himself thus he is always bewildered and repeatedly he dies koshakar the silkworm so that's how we are we create all these things and we get imprisoned in them we build our own prisons <laughs> usually a criminal is sent to the prison built by the government and some contractor hired by the government but uh, krishna is smart he gives the ingredients he sends the prisoners here and makes them build their own prisons and live there and be in prison you see how smart krishna is why i must create your prison you you, are, you create your own prison and live there <laughs> the supreme cause is krishna janmadhyasyataha Bhagavatam 111 who is the original of origin of all energies which work variously the supreme personality of godhead has both inferior and superior energies and the difference between them is that the superior energy is factual whereas the inferior energy is a reflection of the superior a reflection of the sun in a mirror or on water appears to be the sun but is not similarly the material world is but a reflection of the spiritual world although it appears to be factual it is not it is only a temporary reflection whereas the spiritual world is a factual reality the material world with its gross and subtle forms is merely a reflection of the spiritual world <clears throat> the living entity is not a product of the material energy he is a, he is spiritual energy but in contact with matter he forgets his identity thus the living entity identifies himself with matter and enthusiastically engages in material activities in the guises of a technologist today we have elon musk who very enthusiastically you know is creating some cars some spacecrafts digging tunnels in the ground he want to be a bird a rat and a, you know a dog at the same time i mean this is the harshest criticism of elon musk but i mean <clears throat> prabhupad said the dog is running on his four legs and if we run on four wheels what is the great achievement in that what is the end goal of everything next he is trying to go to the space you know travel to other planets and he is thinking he is doing a great favor by doing that he is saving the earth from overpopulation he says very soon the earth will be overpopulated we will have no more space for people anymore and we need a, we need another civilization on another planet so he is talking like this and he is flying trying to be a bird there is actually a bird um it is so big the bird is not found in this on this earth there is a bird that takes off like just like a, here we see the bird takes off from the branch of one tree and then goes far and you know settles on another branch of another tree so we have information from the vedic literature of birds which are so huge that they take off on one planet and they land on another 
and midway in mid space they actually lay their eggs i mean the um eggs come out and then the eggs hatch in mid air and then the birds fly from mid air i mean in in the space now you may ask oh come on doesn't make sense there is no aerodynamics you know there is no air how can a bird flap its wings in outer space well the planets are floating do you think they have nice aerodynamic shape one big round you know one big ball where is the aerodynamics they don't have the streamlined you know like plane like thing no they don't have now one chunk you know round like this and they're going in space so krishna can make anything fly gama vishya sarva bhutanam no gama vishya i got it wrong i think 15 13 bhagavad gita ஜிஸ் and i don't know how to take it out here let's see it's from the padyavali it is so nice i memorized it hmm yes it is here now padyavali verse 6 beautiful verse ambodhi sthalatam sthalam jaladitam dhulilava shailatam shailo mritkanatam trinam kulishatam vajram trinakshinatam ஆயாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியாத்தியா
he killed him with a blade of grass who can cut somebody with a grass vajram trinakshinatam he can make the lightning as a blade of grass vahnihi shilatam shitalatam he can make fire cool and himam dahanatam he can make snow burn i mean snow can be burning he can make snow uh, like fire like so you see a blade of grass a thunderbolt a thunderbolt an insignificant blade of grass fire cool or snow a blazing fire uh, he can make snow into blazing fire and make fire very cool so this is so krishna can do anything so he can make a chunk you know a completely round thing you know fly and this uh, elon musk is also digging he has a company called the boring company the boring company he bore you know the boring so he is digging holes to make transport faster so enthusiastic the pro- the, the point is enthusiastic he is very enthusiastically doing this you see does the living entity and identifies himself with matter and enthusiastically engages in material activities in the guises of technologist scientist philosopher etc and people actually consider him to be the smartest man alive right now but from vedic statements we understand that he is not at all smart not at all ravana also had the same desire he wanted to build a staircase to heaven staircase so he also is doing something like that with some spacecraft and now another thing about since we are on the topic of elon musk nothing against him but i mean just observing what he is doing and you know seeing it from the vedic perspective now he usually the rockets once launched they cannot come back they if they come back means they have to just disintegrate and then explode so he now made rockets that can go into space and come back and land on land now that takes a great that's a very very great achievement in terms of engineering definitely but it is nothing but we already have this information in the bhagavad gita what is that <clears throat> of course there is the other verse this just now we read aruhikrachrena parampadam tatah patantyatho anadrita yushmadankhaya go hide all the way to the brahmajyoti i mean not to speak of just space here brahmajyoti and still fall down and that is what is that demigod fall down again 921 i think yeah tetam bhuktva swargalokam vishalam kshine punye martyalokam vishanti you see when they have thus enjoyed vast heavenly sense pleasure and the results of their pious activities are exhausted they return to this mortal planet again and they land here in different forms uh, we nicely land here we went many times to the heavenly planets and landed here again you see how these are already existing it's not something new that he has created in terms of technology in terms of engineering the the level of engineering that is only known in kali yuga at this point in time this is a great achievement but 
great sages and yogis they used to do this and they even now there are existing yogis who can do all these things without even a spacecraft they go on sun's rays the rays of the sun they travel just you know like a slide you you go down on the slide they use the ray, the sun's rays to travel like that they use the waterways to travel hmm so these things are there so it is not something very very new we should not be too much excited by all these inventions and things they're doing we we have to know from shastra actually what is what and what is the ultimate achievement if you can go and come back that means there is you are unsuccessful does those who seek and sense enjoyment by adhering to the principles of the three vedas achieve only repeated birth and death you see ultimately that's going to what's going to happen he does not know that he is not at all a material product but is spiritual you see the basic understanding of spiritual life is not there and he is known as the most intelligent man so the definition of intelligence should be understood from the vedas then only we know what is, if he doesn't even know who he is where is the intelligence just imitating the rats imitating the birds imitating the dogs doesn't make one the most intelligent man human beings our intelligence is not to compete with these animals but to realize our eternal self we are also we also actually do the same mission as so called as elon musk he wants to go to another planet we also want to go to another planet we have a different system all together how to go there we have a different procedure we are also planning to go back to godhead golok vrindavan planet there is a planet also the highest planet he is only going to some mars apparently some desert of course he can't see living entities but you know he is trying to go here but we are trying to go to golok vrindavan planet and what is our vehicle golokera prema dhana harinama sankirtana so the harinama sankirtan has descended into this material world as a rope from golok vrindavan planet hmm so if we catch hold on to the rope of the harinama sankirtan then we will be lifted all the way to golok vrindavan planet this is our system of traveling and we want to travel to a place which has the best atmosphere not some desert where nobody can survive as we know on earth every planet is full of life <laughs> but they have bodies suitable to live there similarly there is a spiritual world where we actually belong and there is no more birth and death so we are selecting the best planet and we are preparing ourselves to go there and he is preparing to go whatever you know the nearest planet or whatever he is trying to get in hand his hands on and that also is all very imperfect it's not even going to be successful in dreaming let him dream on it's not going to happen anyway his real identity is just being lost he struggles very hard in the material world and the hari krishna movement or the krishna consciousness movement is trying to revive his original consciousness his activities in in manufacturing big skyscrapers are evidence of intelligence but this kind of intelligence is not at all advanced he should know that his only real concern is how to get free from material contact 
for by absorbing his mind in material activities he takes material bodies again and again you know evam manah karma vasham prayunkte avidyayatmanyupadhiyamane प्रीतिर्नयावन मयिवासुदेवे देहयोगेन तावत व्हाट इज दैट नमुच्यते देहयोगेन तावत यस सो श्रीमद् भागवतम इज वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट अब्सॉर्ब्ड द माइंड इज अब्सॉर्ब्ड इन यू नो these material activities and you will take birth again and again this is exactly from this verse shriman bhagavatam 556 preetirnayavan mai vasudeve namuchyate deha yogena tavat when the living entity is covered by the mode of ignorance he does not understand the individual living being and the supreme living being and his mind is subjugated to fruitive activity therefore until one has love for lord vasudev who is none other than myself he is certainly not delivered from having to accept a material body again and again now this verse actually goes very deep so anyway the previous verse you see the పరాభవస్థావతబోధజాతో యావన్న జిజ్ఞాసత ఆత్మతత్వం ఇఫ్ యూ డోంట్ ఇంక్వైర్ అబౌట్ ద అబ్సల్యూట్ ట్రూత్ యువర్ లైఫ్ ఇస్ అ డిఫీట్ నో ద నెక్స్ట్ టూ లైన్స్ ఆర్ ఈవెన్ ఐ మీన్ మోర్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఇన్ ద సెన్స్ దాట్ ఇఫ్ యూ డోంట్ ఇంక్వైర్ ఇన్ టు ద ఆత్మతత్వం వీ విల్ బీ కవర్డ్ విత్ ఇగ్నోరెన్స్ అండ్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ ద ఇగ్నోరెన్స్ వాట్ హ్యాపెన్స్ యావత్ క్రియాస్థావత్ ఇదం మనోవై కర్మాత్మకం యావత్ క్రియాస్ యాజ్ లాంగ్ యాజ్ వీఆర్ డూయింగ్ ఓన్లీ ఫ్రూటివ్ యాక్టివిటీస్ our mind is karmatmakam influenced by this karma avidya karma samgyanya tritiya shaktirishyate maya has two features the um, avidya and karma so because of avidya we engage in karma activities in this material world and gets ourselves entangled like the silkworm koshakara so our mind become karmatmakam yena and that leads to sharira bandha it's very important even for devotees you know sometimes you say oh you can work and be a devotee you know what happens like you know, some 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 iskon devotees they are you know promoting this sandwich program 8 hours for uh, krishna 8 hours for our body 8 hours for work that means our deha patta kalatradishu atma sainyeshu all this uh, illusion for serving illusion we need 8 hours they are not saying it like that but that's what it means now <clears throat> so the the idea is 8 hours we need for our body say 6 hours for sleeping 2 hours for bathing you know eating and everything 8 hours 8 hours for working and another 8 hours for krishna morning 4 hours sadhana you know morning mangalarti chanting and all these things then go to work 8 hours and in the evening another 8 hours for you know reading and you know whatever study discussing classes attending classes or whatever and again sleep and wake up like this this is the program and then they say morning krishna consciousness 
in the night krishna consciousness in the middle maya krishna maya sandwich this is sandwich program this is what they are preaching in iskon right now what did shri prabhupad preach of course he said yeah you don't have to give up anything sthane sthita everything but once one takes up one becomes brahmanical krishna i mean prabhupad in fact uh, who is this hamsaduta swami he had so many devotees who were all working and everything prabhupad said why why everybody is still working in the beginning yes they worked but later on when the movement started you know like a little bit uh, getting off the ground and then he said why why they are all working still i mean ask them to all give up and join the temple and preach so brahmanical we are prabhupad did not ask us to say we need to be shudra and then remain shudra and then uh, do krishna consciousness and also now this has a very defective this is very defective this program this sandwich program because we'll get sandwiched <laughs> by maya you don't understand this because 8 hours we are spending with karmis and we are doing that work so what happens yavat kriyas so long you know in fruitive activities we are engaged then our manaha karmatmakam absorbed in material activities so it's not that you can just switch off and 8 hours is your working what about your commute going to work and coming back from work now it's work from home but it was not like that and it may not be like that in the future never know and nowadays if you work from home actually it's not 8 hours anymore any time you can be called almost so how can you do this if you are dependent on this this shudra way of living then how can you effectively nicely peacefully execute krishna consciousness and more importantly how can we further this movement if everybody just works and remains in their so called comfortable salary and you know like you know stay and no risk and nothing how we have to dedicate our life and not for spreading if i don't spread somebody else will come and spread but it is for my purification that i have to do not only for my purification if i don't care for my purification i have to care for shri prabhupad the spiritual master who has sacrificed for us so much right so for his sake we have to dedicate our life today i asked this question in the morning class shrimad bhagavatam class sundagopal prabhu gave a very very profound answer so the question was bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur said um you know don't try to see god act in such a way that god wants to see you so I, my question was how can we act in a way that is sufficiently that is sufficient enough to attract the attention of the lord what activity is there that can sufficiently attract the attention of the lord how much ever we, we may do it is nothing like chaitanya mahaprabhu said vasudev ghosh asked him please you deliver all the uh, souls of the universe and give me all their sinful reaction let me alone suffer because i can't see them suffering chaitanya mahaprabhu said this universe is just one mustard seed in a bag of mustard seeds those many universes are there if this one if you take out one mustard seed from a whole sack of mustard seeds what difference does it make doesn't make any difference so even if a person actually preaches and delivers the entire universe all planets it is insignificant the entire bag of mustard seeds is only one fourth of the energy of the lord and how ba- how big that bag is not just some 25 kilo 50 kilo bag unlimited and that is only one fourth just try to imagine how much ever we may serve it is not enough actually it's very so how can we sufficiently serve the lord to attract his attention so sundagopal prabhu said it is you cannot you can never do enough but 
the only thing that you can do to attract the attention of the Lord is to serve his devotee. And that is why our entire spiritual advancement is hinging on the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. If we can satisfy him, Yasya Prasadad Bhagavad Prasado. That is the way how to attract the attention of the Lord. And that is what we should be doing. We should not be trying to see Krishna, but we should just execute the order of our spiritual master because his pleasure is the pleasure of Krishna and that's how we will attract Krishna's attention. So, <clears throat> we have to execute his order. And if we keep eight hours for you know working with the karmis, what kind of program is that? Yeah, if somebody is starting out, okay, you, you chant, you... It, it's anyway not... You know, you eight, hour, eight hours you spend in the work time. It's not that you can switch off completely and now, okay, Hare Krishna. The inertia of consciousness from the work, the absorption... Because I have... My boss shouted at me, my colleagues did some politics with me, something, something happened. And all these things will play in the mind when I'm trying to practice Krishna consciousness. So it will bleed over to the spiritual, you know, this thing. Practice. Now how can we suffer? And we are drained out by all of that. How we can have sufficient attention? How can we have, you know, we are exhausted. So this sandwich program will be sandwiched by Maya. So, uh, I mean, try Okay, if somebody is working, of course, it's not that everybody should immediately stop working. That is also not possible. So, they work. I mean, they engage. I mean, in the morning, they do. We encourage them to do that, yes. But, it's not ideal. Ultimately, get out of there. But that, they're not telling. Comfortably stay there and do whatever. <clears throat> Dheera is saying, they say we need to maintain a balance between spiritual and material things. Yeah, for these people, what will happen, you know? They will not go to the spiritual world, they will not remain in the material world, they are just like balance, suspended in the Brahma Jyoti. What is this balance talking nonsense? Huh? Same is said in the Bhagavad Gita. No, 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 no. Gita 617 is different. Yuktahara Viharasa means, this body is a tool that is given to us right now, or we have asked for it, uh, for different reasons, but it can be used for Krishna's service. So, just like if you have to do, reach somewhere by driving, you have to maintain your car. There has to be maintenance of the car. Uh, if you don't oil your car, if you don't, you know, service the car regularly, then the car will break down on the path. So, to keep the body, as long as we are in this body, we have to use this body to serve the Lord. And to maintain it in proper order, yeah, there is some maintenance of the body. And that's it. It is not ma- balancing spiritual and material life. Uh, it, is lo- it is not a seesaw like this. Seesaw. Sometimes material, sometimes spiritual. Sometimes material, sometimes spiritual. It's not a seesaw program. It will be stable. Nishtha. Yes, we start. You know, start chanting, start, you know. Don't give it a terminology, make it a, you know, system. No, 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 it's not a system. It's a defect. You come out of that. Don't remain, in, okay, I am doing sandwich program, Prabhu. I am, I am doing sandwich program. Now I want Diksha. As if there is a standard program. No. Program is come out of that eventually. But now, as you are there, yeah, you know, try to do as much as you can. Hmm. But you cannot do effectively. And mano vai karmatmakam, the main thing is the mind. We are doing all this to mana samyamya machittaha. Yukta asita matparaha. So we are trying to engage our mind in Krishna's service. But with these kind of activities, our mind will be distracted so many ways. 
सो दट्स वै एवं मन कर्मवशं प्रयुक्त अविद्यात्मन उपधीयमान वी विल कवर्ड बै अविद्या and to do work there we have to study some you know this this materialistic education again what is the use spending so much time with atheists learning something which is totally bogus preetirna yavan mai vasudeve this is another thing if we continue like this in a, in a, you know juggling you know sometime you know the juggling act sometime one ball in the air two balls in the hand and one ball in the air two balls in the hand. so sometime material Uh, material spiritual life you have to throw and whole material life in the hand you know sometimes throw material life whole spiritual life is juggling act if you try to do then it is very difficult to achieve preetirna yavan mai vasudeve to gain the attraction of the lord for the lord preeti preeti purva bhajatam preeti purvakam that means with uh, <clears throat> what is the symptom of preeti purvakam vasudeva katha ruchi there has to be a taste for chanting or hearing the topics of krishna if i don't have that i have no preeti so of course it doesn't come overnight no vasudeva katha ruchi if we can be hmm from the very beginning now we can have interest those who have interest in sitting even though they never understood prabhupada said i never understood many things that my guru maharaj said but i sat down there Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur noted, "Oh, this man, he does not leave. That means all many others are leaving. He stays, he sits, he listens. Now, that is the thing. We have to have that much adhoshradha and that much stability here. So, preetir na ya avan maivas. The preeti means one has to come to the platform of asakti, ruchi, asakti, bhava, prema. That is the preeti. Until now, only sadhana bhakti. We are by force. We are pushing ourselves." प्रीतिर्नयावन मई वासुदेव न मुच्यते देह योगेन तावत नेवर एवर थिंक दर आई एम गोइंग टू डू द सैंडविच प्रोग्राम एंड गोइंग स्ट्रेट टू द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड नेवर न मुच्यते देह योगेन तावत वी हैव टू गेट प्रीति एंड द प्रीति कैन बी डन कैन बी अचीव्ड दैट्स व्हाई प्रभुपाद सिस्टम हाउ ही ट्रेन ही मेड एवरीबॉडी जॉइन द टेंपल जॉइन द टेंपल conduct the preaching mission hmm. as much as possible no don't work outside that is prabhupad movement you see how many people worked outside his movement now it is a it is a standard now in fact they are telling how to work outside how to get jobs how to get uh, you know interviews and everything <coughs> again But at present moment, also there are many advanced devotees in our movement who are very successful in their material life. Also, that is not success. Success means to preach. Huh? What is success? Success means to preach. Dedicate your life. Why? Why has to be? Why this has to be done? Bhakti Vinod Thakur, you don't comment on Bhakti Vinod Thakur, please. Bhakti Vinod Thakur life, you cannot even imagine. 64 rounds chanting uh, he he took his judge and all this um, post only to go around here and there and then his main job was this vaishnava vaishnava what is this um, preaching vaishnava siddhanta that was his main thing don't unnecessarily compare to bhaktivinoda he 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 spoke to his wife for 15 minutes in a day 
so until un- unless we come to that platform where you know bhaktuna thakur how he conducted himself let us not even remotely compare ourselves to bhaktuna thakur you know <clears throat> okay another question doesn't success in material life enable us to preach further not really not really bhakt i mean shila prabhupad never had any degree or nothing in fact he refused his degree bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur what was his reputation if i am reputed as a doctor can i speak on engineering subject matters no if i am successful materially doesn't it does not imply that i can speak on spiritual matters now but the reputation of prabhupada the reputation of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur the reputation is their spiritual practice so that is the real reputation see that's why um yadyat acharyate shreshtha tatta devetarojana the examples that um krishna gave in bhagavad gita is astita janakadaya janak maharaj who is one of the 12 mahajans their reputation is that of being a devotee and being in complete knowledge of the lord that is the real um reputation you see and shri prabhupada also said people respect us our movement because we follow the principles our character they don't they don't respect us especially prabhupada's time yeah there were some phd disciples and you know but many are hippies and everything but people respected them why because the character the, the principles they followed no meat eating no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication is it because we are following these people are respecting us so that's how the reputation is built on a spiritual platform material platform if a material platform person he becomes spiritual he can use his fame in krishna's service not that we have to now become materially famous first and then conduct our spiritual program no if one is already there and then he has come to krishna consciousness okay now we, like you know that um, pop singer what, what is this uh, john lennon and uh, what, what is his name i okay oh, forgot the one george harrison yeah george harrison so he was already famous yeah okay now you have contacted the hari krishna movement but if he was a devotee before is there any profit in going and becoming a pop singer first and then you know trying to sing some songs no you just you know just join the movement that's it but if one is already there one has already done something and then come to krishna consciousness that's a different thing see so there is nothing extra needed to be uh, that, that needs to be learned or needs to be achieved before we can preach krishna consciousness even prabhupada's argument was that when he met bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur who will respect india who will respect our message if we ourselves are not even independent we don't even have a status in the in, in the world who will listen to us so that reputation has to be gotten before we can preach he said bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur said no it doesn't depend on all these things at all apratihata we just need to preach we just need to preach and if we are contacted the movement at a time when we are already embroiled in materialistic activities then we have to understand that this is actually not a platform where perfection can be achieved 
eventually we have to you know not eventually means ah yes prabhu eventually i'll, I'll retire 60 70 or I'll, I'll, um, i'll take a full sanyasa will take <laughs> we have to minimize it as quickly as possible but of course it can't be done overnight but as quickly as possible for some people it can be done overnight it actually depends on one's conviction it doesn't depend on the situations actually so much as much as one's one's conviction so renunciation so called renunciation of this this karma vasham is not the is the result the activity that gives that result is maya satmana partha we have to get attached to krishna the more we get attached to krishna and also we we have to be a little bit pushed by the devotees i showed the other day also this verse uh, what is that ಸಂಪ್ರಯತ್ನೆಸ್ತಂಪ್ರಭುಮಾಶ್ರಯಾಮಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ but sanatan goswami out of his causeless mercy made me drink it even though i was otherwise unable to do so therefore he is an ocean of mercy he is very compassionate to fallen souls like me and thus it is my duty to offer my respectful obeisances unto his lotus feet paradukha dukhi he is he is uh, he cannot see others unhappy without himself being unhappy so devotees they know that real happiness is only gotten with krishna consciousness and they are unhappy that people choose not to become fully krishna conscious you know people choose to remain in the material lives and not give up that position see so that's why they push i'm telling you my own story that i told the other day also i wasn't thinking of becoming a full time devotee <laughs> it was sanagopal prabhu who pushed me and that's how that thing dawned on my in my mind that yes i can actually become in fact my brother was telling me the other day when he, before he joined the full um, movement full time he used to go to the temple in uh, you know hyderabad and he used to see some brahmacharis there and all. then he used to think they are a different breed and you never think that they also had families they also somehow left only when he saw me becoming a brahmachari then he, he in his mind he was like oh normal people also become like this can become like this wow that's that's interesting <laughs> i mean what where did they come from drop from the sky or what the brahmacharis they also were born in some family they also had the story you know how they gave up and the struggle of giving it up it's a great austerity you know to give up all that <laughs> those material family connections but of course once you do that once you do and come over to the other side of the line then the bliss is unimaginable it can only be experienced when you actually do it and until then it is always like should i do it should i not should i do it or what if i don't do it what if i do it and this happens what if i do it and that happens all this thinking will go on until i cross the line once i cross the line you will think that why did i wait <laughs> why did i wait i should have done this long time ago so that's how So anyway 
he was thinking like oh, this, oh normal people also can become like this so people when they, they don't realize that actually this is everybody's um, choice everybody actually can and we should ultimately think of becoming full on if you see the 70s whoever is not full time devotee they were not even considered like devotees they were like congregation members devotees means full on that was the standard prabhupada's time 70s if you see even grihasthas or vanaprasas sanyasis brahmacharis everybody was full on if he is working and doing like that he is a congregation member devotees means by definition they are full time that was the standard so that has to be the standard if we have to preach if we have to move our yatra the serious ones have to consider taking it up more seriously seriously means not in their own personal life <clears throat> how to live under the guidance of the devotees and spread this krishna consciousness movement hmm. and that also has to be done under the guidance of devotees not independent like there was one swami krishna krishna swami he started even during prabhupada's time he started his own camp you know without any consultation nothing he was doing his own thing not no 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 that is not everything has to be under the temple authorities and that's how we learn discipline that's how we learn humility that's how we learn build up our character hmm. so of course we don't condemn those who are working but as one is becoming advanced one has to think of coming out it's not like a standard program let's give it a name sandwich no 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 i think have i completed that part oh i haven't completed this. so it has gone way longer than expected okay <clears throat> i know this can be a little bit sensitive for people who have not taken the step but uh, just like ragunathas goswami said i was unwilling to drink it devotional vairagya vidya nija bhakti yoga uh, actually shri prabhupada wrote a similar i have shown you the other day prabhupada wrote a, he little bit took this verse as the base that uh, ragunathas goswami's verse and he made it into a verse which glorifies his sanyas guru bhakti pragyana keshav maharaj who gave him the sanyas diksha so he wrote a verse for him <clears throat> and actually he felt the same for bhaksidan saraswati thakur also because prabhupad used to get dream you know when he was i'm telling you you are not if you are feeling terrified by oh full time you know oh that's beyond my comfort zone prabhupad when he was in his family life he, he described like this that bhaksidan saraswati thakur <clears throat> came into his dream thrice pulling him by the ear come take sanyas and prabhupad was terrified how can i do it family members have to take care of them this that this that then vairagya yug bhakti rasam prayatnay rapayan ma manabhipsu mandham i am not i was not willing to take i would drink the devotional service comprising renunciation we have to get disgusted with materialistic work we can't be excited in spiritual life and excited in material life something is somewhere wrong you know one can't be excited in material life if he is excited in spiritual life so that's the vairagya i mean virakti we will have a virakti bhakti parishanubhava virakti 
we have to develop a virakti for this we can't be comfortable there if we are comfortable there that means we are not properly situated in our spiritual life so try to swallow the bitter pill eventually i mean we have to we have to one day we have to honestly if you're going back to vaikuntha in the vaikuntha there is no part time you know you go to office and come back no 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 full time with krishna so unless we get trained like that to surrender i am your pawn krishna you do whatever you want with me that state we have to come to karishya vachanam tava so these technologists um his activities in manufacturing big skyscrapers are evidence of intelligence but this kind of intelligence is not at all advanced he should know that his only real concern is how to get free from material contact for by absorbing his mind in material activities he takes material bodies again and again and although he falsely claims to be very intelligent in material consciousness he is not at all intelligent as long as one is in material consciousness he is not at all intelligent nasti buddhir ayuktasya he has no intelligence when we speak about the krishna consciousness movement which is meant to make people intelligent in other words the success in material life another you know, question enable us to preach further it is like saying the spiritual movement depends on material qualities does the spirit depend on matter or the matter depends on spirit so which powers which spirit powers matter matter doesn't power spirit similarly material qualifications do not power the spiritual preaching program never in fact our thing is to show that what is real intelligence we have to completely subdue the so called um influence of the so called education we have to show them what real education is and so many people if you see even materially many of them are school dropouts but people listen to them now what to speak nowadays that uh, what is a boxer tyson mike tyson he is talking and people are listening oh motivational talk this is very good he is teaching me life lessons what did he do in his life what was his qualification yeah he was a boxer so that was his material qualification but nothing else uh, <clears throat> but since, since he is speaking some moral values here and there uh, something people are listening and that too full of ultimately is is based on material attachment a spiritualist will never find that motivating he will find it is full of ignorance so a spiritualist doesn't just go around condemning ah you are ignorant you are ignorant you are rascal you are fool no he sees that this is foolish this is ignorant let me help them he discriminates not to um condemn them or condescend them but actually to help them to identify who needs help triage he he triages the you know you know triage right like who needs you know who is ready to take the treatment okay he gives them innocent who are atheistic or he, he okay they are not ready for treatment they let them come to the time where they can be ready they they can favorably take to it so he he always is concerned hmm. like pralad maharaj says i am always concerned for the fools and rascals who are making elaborate plans to be happy in this material world i am concerned with love for them that's why he calls them rascals fools not out of hatred 
Prabhupada, when he saw a morning walk he was doing, you know, and uh, a man was playing golf at 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> putting the ball in the hole. Prabhupada, immediately tears came out from Prabhupada's eyes. Valuable human life. Huh? He can solve his entire problem, which is trillions of years problem. But he is wasting away that life and trying to put a ball into a hole. Prabhupada shed tears. That is the consciousness of a preacher. So, we should not be praising the material qualifications. We should not be condemning them. We should criticize. The criticism should be there for anything that advances material civilization and uh, brings the spiritual soul, a spirit soul to a doom. So anything that uh, destroys the mission of human life, destroys the mission of the soul to deliver, I mean being delivered from the material world, that has to be criticized. So a spiritual uh, devotee, he criticizes, but not based on material distinctions. Like, oh, white, black lives matter, white lives don't matter, um, uh, the left, ring, left wing, right wing, or this team or that team this is better that is better not praising one feature of the material world and condemning another feature of the material world but condemning material life altogether and praising only spiritual life that criticism that distinction he does but he doesn't criticize one with the other like that <clears throat> so that's in the Bhagavad Gita also Krishna he distinguishes this is matter this is spirit you know, he clearly demarcates. So we have to know the difference. We have to be able to separate. So just like, so in other words, material qualifications can never. So many people are, I mean, PhDs or whatever. What, what is the, the real thing? What are they doing? Whereas Prabhupada did not have anything but the whole world. So it comes from spiritual strength, not material. What is that other... Uh, you know, that Hanuman, I mean the Vanara, I think 9, 10, 27, right? No. Sita Bhimarsham. Sita Bhimarsham. 9, 10, 20. I did a TikTok on this. Te ni kapara gupate rabhipatya sarve dvandvam varuthami bhapatti rathashvayodhai jagnur drumair girigadeshu bhirangadadhyā sita bhimarsha hatamangal ravaneshan Angada and other commanders of the soldiers of Ramachandra faced the elephants, infantry, horses and chariots of the enemy. In other words, Ravana's army was sophisticated. Ravana's son defeated Indra, the king of the heavens. He who defeated Indra, his bap was Ravana. That much sophistication is there in Ravana's army. And Vanaras, what was their sophistication? What did they do? And not only this, their, their arrows, their, their weaponry were all celestial weapons. Not just like normal weapons throwing, you know, some bullets and... Celestial weapons, mystical weapons they had. 
and hurled Angada and others, other commanders of the soldiers of Ramachandra hurled against them big trees, mountain peaks, clubs and arrows. Now this made it sound, wow, mountain peaks they threw, that's huge. That looks huge. But actually it was very crude compared to the sophisticated army of the Raman. Raman. Thus the soldiers of Ramachandra killed Ravana's soldiers who had lost all good fortune because Ravana had been condemned by the anger of Mother Sita. So in other words, Sita, who is the you know, spiritual potency, Yoga Maya, when we Hatamangala, Sita Bhimarsha, the anger of Sita destroyed them. Although they were so sophisticated. So if one does not have the mercy of the Mahatmanas Tumampartha Daivim Prakriti Mahasrita, those who are Mayaya Paharta Jnana, under the shelter of Maya, Mahamaya, they will be, you know, finished by the people who are in the under the protection of the Yoga Maya. You see, in the purple Prabhupada writes, the soldiers Lord Ramachandra recruited in the jungle were all monkeys and did not have proper equipment with which to fight the soldiers of Ravan. For Ravana's soldiers were equipped with weapons of modern warfare, whereas the monkeys could only throw stones, mountain peaks and trees. It was only Lord Ramachandra and Lakshman who shot some arrows. <laughs> but because the soldiers of Ravan were condemned by the curse of Mother Sita, the monkeys were able to kill them simply by throwing stones and trees. There are two kinds of strength, Daiva and Purushakara. Daiva refers to the strength received from the transcendence and Purushakara refers to the strength organized by one's own intelligence and power. Transcendental power is always superior to the power of the materialist. Depending on the mercy of the Supreme Lord, one must fight one's enemies even though one may not be equipped with modern weapons. Similarly, we have to preach even though we may not be so-called educated in their terms of education. Hmm? Therefore, like for me, I am... I don't know, you are all listening to this class. I am not qualified. I don't, have a, I don't even have a degree. What is the qualification? If we, if we learn this science, this is the qualification. Hmm. And if we live by the principles, that is how purity is the force. Hmm. Books are the basis. Utility is the principle. Preaching is the essence. That is, our, that is how we conduct ourselves. Therefore, Krishna instructed Arjuna, Ma Manusmara Yudhyacha, think of me and fight. We should fight our enemy to the best of our ability. But for victory, we must depend on the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, let us... 7, 5, 23 and 24. Here, Prahlad Maharaj also defines intelligence. Shri Praharad Vacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishno Smaranam Padasevanam Marchanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakhyam Atmani Vedanam Who is serving Krishna in these ways? Iti pumsar pita avishnav bhaktis chen navalakshana kriyeta bhagavat yadha tanmanye adhitam uttamam the most educated man topmost learning topmost education raja vidya raja guhyam this is real education prahlad maharaj said hearing and chanting about the transcendental holy name form qualities paraphernalia and pastimes of lord vishnu remembering them serving the lotus feet of the lord Offering the Lord's respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia, offering prayers to the Lord, becoming His servant, considering the Lord one's best friend and surrendering everything unto Him. In other words, serving Him with the body, mind and words. 
these nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service one who has dedicated his life what is that dedicated his life to the service of krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person for he has acquired complete knowledge this is the highest learning highest education so we have to teach them what education is when we speak about the krishna consciousness movement which is meant to make people intelligent the conditioned living entity therefore misunderstands it he is so engrossed in the material concept of life that he does not think there can be any activities that are actually based on intelligence beyond the construction of skyscrapers and big roads and the manufacturing of cars we just spoke of elon musk and there we go <clears throat> so actually base they do not think that making of cars and skyscrapers is or spacecrafts nowadays that is at the at the frontier of human evolution that's what they think they don't even know the the this thing of the devotees what they are doing so we must broadcast with full conviction that what we are doing is way way superior to what these materialists are trying to do so if that is done if we can preach like that then you know people will eventually even if they don't listen it doesn't matter at all it doesn't matter because in the process of going and you know achieving all material things in order to preach we will get lost already by the waves of maya when we are conducting ourselves there so eventually we have to come out of that <clears throat> this is the proof of maya paharata gyan or loss of all intelligence due to the influence of maya when a living entity is freed from such misconceptions he is called liberated when one is actually liberated he no longer identifies with the material world the symptom of mukti liberation is that one engages in spiritual activities instead of falsely engaging in material activities transcendent loving devotional service is the spiritual activity of the spirit soul Mayavadi philosophers confuse such spiritual activity with material activity. But the Bhagavad Gita confirms before we go there. You know that recently there was a good uh, comment on the Nimanita Prabhu's video on Zakir Naik, you know. There was a comment there. He said I am uh, what a professor in Harvard University and even in our university harvard university we cannot find an explanation like what you have done in this video he said we have religious study branch we have the department you know um, theology and all this department but we have never encountered such an explanation what you have done in this video is amazing is beyond you know this thing so he he really praised nimanita prabhu for the way he explained and nimanita prabhu <laughs> Nimanath Prabhu has no degree whatsoever. He is a dropout. I mean, he, he he did all kinds of things before. How did he become? There is a verse. He is now greater than a Harvard professor just by being a sincere disciple of Shri Prabhupada. I think uh, I don't know if I am right, but. 
let me see just today morning i saw this verse i don't know if i can get the no not this one by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu even a chandala or a downtrodden most fallen person can become a preacher I don't know how I'm going to find this one. I don't know. It is the first verse of some chapter. I don't know. Anyway, there is a verse like that. So, I mean, we can become the most learned. I mean, more actually we are more learned than all these people. They have some paper certificate, you know. in their system that is considered learned but now by chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy we have internet and you know on youtube channel if, like nimanita prabhu did a video and people who hear it if they have intelligence they will realize that this is this is topmost hamsadutta swami defeated a scientist biology scientist those days back in those days and prabhupada appreciated him so much and his letters with that scientist in sri lanka because the sri lankan scientist he was saying that you know life comes from matter it's an evolution of matter and he defeated him completely and hamsudha swami was what i mean he was not and he was a hippie before he joined the movement and now he defeated a scientist without any university education whatsoever so that that is how we have to achieve reputation Yes, preaching is definitely depending on reputation. Yadya Dacharati Shreshta Acharya means what? He sets an example and others follow. Who will follow if he is not known to anyone? Right? But how will he be known by anyone? By his own service. That is the by his devotional service itself he will get the 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 reputation. Krishna will bless him. Like Prabhupada, he he did not depend on anything else to gain his reputation. transcendental loving service loving devotional service is a spiritual activity of the spirit soul mayavadi philosophers confuse such spiritual activity with material activity but the bhagavad gita 1426 confirms mam chayo vyabhicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samatityaitan brahma bhuyay kalpate one who engages in the spiritual activities of unalloyed devotional service of vyabhicharini bhakti is immediately elevated to the transcendental platform but it has to be avyabhicharini and he is to be considered brahma bhuta you know this what is avyabhicharane without any break even full time there is so many breaks mind goes here mind goes there you know you know that full time means to today i join full time tomorrow i am liberated person no 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 
I am admitted into the hospital like in the ward. <laughs> like you know, there's outpatient and inpatient. Uh, now I'm inpatient. I see you. So more, more intense treatment. So that's where actually, you know, of course it doesn't mean that outpatient are they're okay. You know, but here we have to get. So avyabhicharini, avyabhichari means what? Prostitute. One time here, one time there. The woman does not have, who does not have a fixed. Um, this thing relationship with a man if he jumps from one man to another prostitute that is called vyabhichari avyabhicharini bhakti means anyabhilashita shunyam completely undeviated devotional service so even in full time it is so it requires great i mean i am nowhere close honestly nowhere close to avyabhicharini bhakti 16 years i have been in the movement no, we are close. Although officially I'm full time, I'm trying to engage in the services. You know, it's not that I'm Krishna conscious all the time. No. So many times, so many times, you know, mind goes. It is, you know, I am doing these classes not because I'm very qualified. Also, no, it is for my own purification that I do. It is my study time actually. This is study time for me. So I am studying along with you here. I'm reading, and that is, you know study for me so imagine if this is the position for one who has joined full time what to speak if one is not joined how many more disturbances there will be and how our mind can be completely focused you know it's very difficult avyabhicharani bhakti he is immediately elevated to the transcendental platform and he and he is to be considered brahma bhuta which indicates that he is no longer in the material world but is in the spiritual world there is jiva bhuta and brahma bhuta jiva bhuta is a conditioned soul brahma bhuta is a liberated soul devotional service is enlightenment or awakening oh ah here is a comment thank you dhira prabhu Excellent. Nimanita Das has excellent knowledge of Vedas, Upanishads and the Puranas. He, he gave a good rebuttal to Zakir Naik in this video. I am amazed by Nimai's knowledge. He should get a PhD. I cannot get an explanation like this even in Harvard Divinity School where I attend lectures at times. You see? What, what do you know this Harvard University all? <laughs> Nothing. That should be the standard of our reputation. Our reputation stands only on the spiritual platform. And one doesn't have to be extremely uh, like a pandit also to get reputation. If one has a good character, solid spiritual character, if one is following the principles, he will automatically get respect. Like so many people told Prabhupada, oh, your, your disciples are all very bright-faced. Very bright-faced and very lively and full of life. Same Americans. They were dusty and you know, never bathed for months and dull in their consciousness, hippies, you know, dirty. But they became the most bright-faced. People, Americans could not believe. Are you Americans? They used to ask. Are you Americans? How come you're so happy and bright and all this? What What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's, that's not American, you know. <laughs> Devotional service is enlightenment or awakening. When the living entity perfectly performs spiritual activities under the direction of the spiritual master, he becomes perfect in knowledge. 
and understands that he is not god but a servant of god as explained by chaitanya mahaprabhu jeevar swarup hoy krishnar nityadas the real identity of the living entity is that he is an eternal servant of the supreme cc madhya 20.108 as long as one does not come to this conclusion he must be in ignorance this is also confirmed by the lord in the bhagavad gita 7.19 bahunam janmanam ante gyanavan maam prapadyate samahatma sudurlabha after many births of struggling or for existence and cultivating knowledge when one comes to the point of real knowledge he surrenders unto me such an advanced mahatma or great soul is very rarely to be seen thus although the mayavadi philosophers appear to be very much advanced in knowledge they are not yet perfect to come to the point of perfection they must voluntarily surrender to krishna so that's that so any questions dhiradas is it okay to chant hare krishna while listening to lecture or while doing any other thing no i mean not but if you have not completed your round better complete whether you are watching lecture or what but that's why we have to set aside time chanting so we become more uh, focused on the chanting we have to hear what we are chanting professor we have to when we are chanting we have to hear so that's very important hmm. of course in the beginning you know devotees it takes some time to even come to point of uh, where uh, sometimes there is also like many services are there one has to somehow do 16 rounds so one has to somehow finish 16 rounds but he has to work on the quality uh, maybe wake up earlier when nothing has started way before you know anybody else and then way before mangalarti even then chant then and then finish like sundagopal prabhu he finishes his rounds by about 8 something i don't know actually how many rounds he chants he must be chanting many rounds uh, he starts he wakes up at 2:30 and by 3 he is starting his chanting already and he chants throughout the this thing I, i don't know how many rounds he chants but he chants many rounds so he finishes by 8 finishes his daily quota of rounds and then he's doing all his other services that's the example of course prabhupada also said you know four rounds here four rounds here like morning four rounds before lunch four rounds and afternoon four rounds evening four rounds you can finish 16 rounds so either way but it should be focused on that but of course we we saw from the videos where prabhupad was morning walk and you know he is also explaining to his disciples and, and the disciples also were chanting and hearing prabhupad at the same time but the thing is <clears throat> you know we have to organize ourselves i mean if you have no time and you are in many rounds to chant you know what to do but try to come to the point where nothing else but just chanting that is that is when we focus really right many people are juggling actually you know commuting chanting here chanting there somehow or other trying to finish 16 rounds i think there is a quote like that no i don't know who said it though 
Prabhupada said it. Chanting, if chan- chanting 16 rounds may be difficult, but living in the material life is impossible. <laughs> difficult is better than impossible, so we have to somehow or other catch hold to that order of Srila Prabhupada, 16 rounds. And then, you know, pay more attention as we, you know, become more advanced. And the quicker we do it, the better. The sooner we will see the results. And also the chanting has to be accompanied by hearing. If Shravanam, Kirtanam, both must go on. If Shravanam is not there, the Kirtanam cannot go on for long. We will be, we will not take the Holy Name very seriously at all. If you don't hear about the glories of the Holy Name. We think it is just like another thing, routine. That's why the fifth offense is to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. Do, do I really have the faith in the, the glories of the Holy Name? If I do, I must have full respect and full attention to the Holy Name. But we don't have that. We think we take it as something, we take it for granted as something which is not so significant. And something else is more significant. That is the sign of lack of faith. So, yeah. So, in fact, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, inattentive chanting is the mother of all offenses. So, of course, we are trying to hear the lecture, but... Anyway, try to come to the point where just chanting and nothing else while chanting. Dhiradas is saying, please make video. He already made two nonsense videos. In his first video, he made the same point. 4.12.33, Prabhupada says that if one of my disciples becomes as strong as Dhruva Maharaj, then he will be able to carry me with him into Vaikuntaloka. Yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was laughing like anything when I read that. It's like, what? He must be joking. He, I don't think he did, I, he wrote that with a straight face. But actually, apparently he did. And that's how powerful Maya is. Alright, I think... We'll stop here. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai. Harinam Sankirtan ki jai. Ananda Kodi Vaishnavrind ki jai. Tai Gaur Primananda Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.